Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. <laughs> Episode 361, Aussie Tech Heads, the 3rd of October, 2013, actually, 2013. And uh, big thanks to Will and Shane for standing in for me last week. I was out. <laughs> I'll be back flat. I was, uh, I had a, God, I had a cold or something, you know. I had the man flu and, uh, yeah, put me on me back. So, um, yeah, still a little bit of a sniffle, as you could probably hear. But anyway, a lot, lot better and be up and at them, ready for another show this week. So welcome. Welcome back, me. Uh, and also so tonight, we just got Will. Hey, Will, how you doing? How do? Two weeks in a row. This is like a special treat. It is, isn't it? I've lost, <laughs> me, I've lost my mouth. I can't switch to you. It's around here somewhere. Yeah. Now you've done it. Now I have. Maybe everyone's just going to have to look at me all night now. Ah, make it stop. <laughs> Hang on, what's going on? Must be... Unless, of course, you're watching the stream, in which case I can switch video and you you can look at, like, laughing dogs or something. There we go. I found it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was way over there on the fifth screen. Uh, yeah, so how you doing, Will? Good? Yeah, not too bad. It's not... another hot day today. Yeah, so I was watching the stream last week, actually, like, when I was laid up. I was actually watching you guys, and you did a very good job. And it was a hot day. You looked like you were really... Uh, in the in the sauna last yeah, week. Well, see so the problem, and you would know this problem, and anybody who's in into serious audio will know this that you can't have a fan or an air conditioning in the room that's close enough to you to be effective because the microphones pick it up. Mm. So I had the fan on, but it was that far away that. <laughs> It was like, you know, but see, the, that's, the air was hot by the time it was getting to me. <laughs> but that's when you, you, get, you get yourself a, uh, maybe a, a manual, a physical mix, mixer, Will, and you get the gain and you turn the gain down. No, uh, it's just yeah. wind is one of those sounds that <laughs> penetrates the, the, yeah, the and microphone. And by, by Joe, there's a lot of wind up there. Oh, yeah. I've got plenty of wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tonight's episode is brought to you by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting, adhwebhosting.com.au. Go and check them out for some great plans, fast Aussie servers. Uh, from $5.95 per month, get you, get you started, but uh, average price, is, I suppose, the, the most popular one is $6.95 per month. Uh, get you started for sure. And uh, we've got quite a few plans going on so thanks to everyone that's that's given that's trusted the aussie tech heads we're posting you also might have heard about the 80 uh what is it aussie tech radio aussietechradio.com it's a 24 7 shoutcast stream heaps of shows on their tech webcast on info one another little great little show that we rebroadcast before our live show on thursday nights and they've got a guest every week new guest every week very very interesting show so it's get in there they get themselves in the news every now and then uh they talk to foxtel and they get scoops and all this sort of stuff so they're going good uh heaps of other shows as well so join in uh aussietechradio.com new shows up every friday all right now uh i think let's uh look i don't know shane shane's in overseas i think he left today so he's mm -hmm. uh, mm, happy holiday shane he's uh he's off to the us of a so He'll yeah be a roving reporter for the next few weeks yeah, if he gets some, enough bandwidth to uh, come on in, <laughs> to, to dial in. So, yeah, well, hopefully we'll hear from him. Yeah, hopefully. And Warlock should be back next week. Uh, his little two weeks holiday should be finished soon. So he should yep. be back next he week. Was, uh, he, he, and I can't blame him. He takes a preference to look after his daughter and, and uh, spends prefers to spend time with her, which is That's right. fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic stuff. Good to, Good to see. Good to see. All right, now let's move on to some discussions. Uh, we've got no chronological whatever it is of tech this week. Chrono Only because we can't say it. <laughs> That's right, we can't say it, so we dropped it. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on. Look, now here's an interesting story uh, that I 
the first one. We'll do this as the first one because this was very interesting. Uh, website maps 1.2 billion Facebook faces. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, a new project, the Faces of Facebook. Now, if you want to see, get yourself into, uh, oh, my vidvast is frozen again. Anyway, um, the uh, if you want to get yourself, if you want to have a look at this, get yourself onto the show notes. There'll be links there. It's uh, app dot. I can't read that. App dot the face of book dot com. Oh, the yeah. faces of. Oh, the go to show notes. Face, it's easier. Yeah, the faces of facebook dot com. Mm, something like that. Yeah. So well, the face of Facebook. The face of Facebook, yeah. The face of Facebook, yeah. Now, look, I didn't load up the pictures. Look, I'm remiss of me because I had a little blue screen of death before tonight's show and I had to reboot for something different. Now, should, should I be so bold? No, I see my vid blasters bloody carcass. It's interesting. I'll say that much. I've just loaded it up and when you zoom right out, it's just a giant, like in the old days, you used to get static. Mm. Um, it's just a giant static screen with a whole heap of just nothing. And then as you zoom in, you get pixels and then you zoom a bit further and you start to get faces and it's, um, interesting. Mm. So far they've mapped 1.242 million. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a few. Well, I don't know, Will, can you throw a graphic up there? Because I, I can't. I'm... Uh, I can, if you give me two. I wasn't prepared for this, but I can do it. I oh, know. I've sorry. got the graphics here, but uh, my Fid Blaster has failed <clears throat> once again. A new computer is on its way, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so hopefully that's what the problem is. So I'm, I'm being told now that my volume is a little bit low. No, I'm I'm good here. I'm good here. I should be. Yeah, good yeah. Every- it's just a stream. That's okay. It's my end. I can. All right. Um, no, I can't show you because I can show the stream. If you're watching on the stream, you'll see it. Um, but I have no way of showing you because I'm not set up for that. All right. Well. Uh, um. Okay. Well, look. I'm just going to give it a little shot here. A quick little, quick little turn. Oh, there we go. Hopefully that, that video didn't break up then. I'm just going to try and do a live ad of a VidBlaster module. Let's see how this get this goes, eh? Because <laughs> it I, should be fine. I went to the trouble of putting up, getting all my uh, images together. So, you know, I've got, I've got to, uh, I've got to uh, get them going. Might as well use them. For those numerous people to do watch the, and download the video, well, you know, they, they want the, the, the thingos, don't they? Now, where did that go? Oh, jeez, I tell you. And task, hang on, here we go, we'll try again, open, <laughs> open, here we go, here we go, we might be on to something here, because I did, I did, I, I searched my own face on on this uh, on this thing, and, yeah. and, I, and I found it, can you believe? Oh, you can search, okay. Okay, here we come, it's coming up, give us, give us a couple of seconds for How it. How do you search? Here it is. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now, you can see, see me right up there. So this is actually a timeline, okay? So from left to right, it's a timeline of when you joined Facebook. And I am right up there. I've, I can't see what number am I? I can't see that number on, the, on my little... 846,972,195. No, I'm less than that. That's what it says. Is it? Under my name? Yep. Huh. I thought it was only 40 million something. But anyway, uh, yeah, so the faces of Facebook. <laughs> that story got hijacked by technical hitches, didn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, so it goes in chronological order of when you joined. So you can see when you joined, when your friends joined, and uh, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that looks good, doesn't it? Now, this... this I think it's a girl, Rojas. The creator said she's not breaking Facebook privacy rules because she's not storing anyone's name, photo, or private information, just linking out to public Facebook profiles. She also said she hasn't heard anything from Facebook. She says, uh, which she thinks is good news because she was worried a bit about things like using the name in the URL. Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have uh, went to that graphic because now I can't come back from it. <laughs> Oh, Let's do a control alt delete. For some reason, Vid Blaster likes it when I do that. Oh, there we go. 
uh, just free something up. God knows what, but free something up, eh? Anyway. I'm just going across. I'm just curious to see who face number one is. Probably, yeah, who would that be? I don't know. Tell you for the loads. <laughs> All right, uh, well, while uh, Will's looking at that, so that's a good one. So sorry that that story was a bit drawn out. But anyway, it's the, the it, someone's put up the public pictures of 1.2 billion faces of Facebook. So go and have a look for yours. You can search. There is a search in there. I think you've got to sign in with Facebook or something. And once you sign in, uh, then it's, uh, it tells you where you are of the 1.2 billion. So that's not too bad. All right. Now, next story, Microsoft. Let's go, Microsoft. Here's an interesting one. And, uh, the, now, there's this little band of investors, and they're trying to get rid of Bill Gates, trying to get him to step down as, uh, for, as the, what is he? He's a member of the board. Yep. Because, as you know, Steve Ballmer's leaving, and there's this group of three investors, apparently, the, the major investors. Now, get this, the major investors only make up 5% of the entire investors. So there's a lot of mums and dads out there by the looks of it, mums and dad investors. So three of the top 20 investors in Microsoft are lobbying the board to get Bill Gates to step down as chairman. Uh, as we know, Gates co-founded the company 38 years ago. Uh, Steve Baum has been under pressure for years to improve the company's performance and share price. So, yeah, so he hasn't done really too much, has he? But hang on, how's that going to work? Because there's three investors who investors who collectively own five percent. Bill Gates owns five percent, and he's one. Mm, that's so exactly right. Really, his voice is stronger than their three. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. It's only uh, so they're they're collectively they're five percent. But you've got another. So with then uh, then uh, what's his name? Bill. He's five. So that's ten percent. So you've got ninety percent of the. I'm sure ninety percent of the other people are quite happy for Bill to stay. Like he's like he's the figurehead, isn't he? He's like Steve Jobs and Apple. Yeah, he's, he's the, the co-founder. He, so that's right. Like, but it's funny. He used to own, you know, forty nine percent of Microsoft before it went public in nineteen eighty six. Um, but he sells about eighty million shares per year under a preset plan, which, um, if continued, will leave him with no financial stake by twenty eighteen. So. All they've got to do is wait. They don't have to kick him out. They've only got to wait another five years anyway. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's not going to let his funds run dry. Uh, yeah, so that is an interesting stat, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he's, yeah, because he's, he's not leaving any of his fortune to his kids either, is he? Like, I think that he might have left them 10 mil each or something, but he's not giving them, like... Most of his money goes back to his philanthropy Mm. And he's, yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who, who are quite involved in trying to get rid of polio. And I think they're, I think them and the Rotary, I think they've got that's, the same. That's his side of the story, anyway. Mm. Depends on who you talk to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so good on him. <laughs> I don't think he'll step down. I think he's got, he, you know, that. I think the the these little group of investors they're just scared that you know because he he's probably an aging type, he's an aging human that his his thoughts are probably in the past. There's no more visions there. But I think, look, I I really think that Bond was probably the the person to lay at, uh, most of the blame at his door. You know, because that Surface RT, I can't believe they're still bringing the second version of that out. I really, really can't. Mm. Uh, like. What that they lost nine bill, what one billion on that nine hundred million, and they before they pulled the pin on it. So how, who knows how much they would have lost? Yeah, but now they're doing version two. Hmm. So what what gives there? Like I don't I don't really don't get that. But anyway, anyway that's what's happening there. And uh, I did have another Microsoft story, but I'm I'm scared to scroll. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a there's, there's another Microsoft story I was just reading about. Um, well, it depends if you believe the headline or not. But according to the headline, it says, Dodger Microsoft Pirates slap with 800,000K in fine. Now, Software Paul was recently ordered to pay $5,000 in compensatory damages plus 300,000 additional damages for what the software vendor said, i.e. Microsoft, due to the flagrancy of his repeated infringements of Microsoft software copyright. Uh, now, <clears throat> Software Paul had turned off all updates on all four copies of Windows. In, to avoid, in an effect to avoid detection. Um, that's written really badly because what it means is four versions of Windows, not four copies of Windows because he's actually previously had um, 1,400 
or nearly fifteen hundred counterfeit this seized mm. by the Victorian police. Yeah, um, it just that's going to catch up with you. Like, well, I mean, yeah, he was selling out of the markets or something counterfeit windows, but like, let's assume that he managed to sell all. What did he have? He had eight hundred and fifteen hundred, so twenty three hundred. So let's assume he managed to sell all twenty three hundred copies of Windows. Mm. Um, he's already been forced to pay seventy grand, and now he's been forced for another three hundred, another three hundred, so four hundred odd thousand. So the yeah. headline's wrong. It says eight hundred thousand. I don't know where they got that from. Yeah, no, I think that what the headline was for is it's um it's not just for software, Paul. It's for the whole lot of them. There's, there's been oh, a few. Okay. There's been a few convictions of late, and uh, I think he was one of the higher ones with three hundred thousand. He had to pay. There's another guy, I think, had to pay. There's one thirty thousand, but you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, th- these discs, software, Paul had turned off updates on all four copies of Windows, uh, in an effort to avoid detection. Some of the software was also infected with malware, so that's why you don't put bloody. Um, yeah, dodgy stuff into your machine because that's probably why you keep getting problems. Yeah, that's why you don't put Windows on your computer because <laughs> <laughs> because there's keep, you get keep getting problems. That's right. Because <laughs> Microsoft's involved. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> if so you turn off updates, it's probably better. Now, look, I had, um, a, I, had, I had a graphic to go with our thing of Bill Gates just before. I'll put that up again because you know I've gone to the trouble to get these photos, so I might as well. <laughs> I've got to put them up. So, you know, get, cast your mind back to, um, uh, yeah, they, they want to get rid of him. And I found this one of Bill giving, giving uh, get stuffed. <laughs> I thought you ended the whole pie in the face thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I got him given the forks. Well, you know, <laughs> use your imagination a bit. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so the, there's another Microsoft story, I think, <clears throat> in there, swimming around there, Will. What was that one? Yeah, there's one about... <laughs> Another really catchy headline. Microsoft apps now support 81 Windows devices. Um, Windows 8.1 devices. So basically, um, the devices that can share the apps have gone from 5 to 81. Um, The users can roam with their apps using across multiple devices. So basically, it means you can install an app on mobile Windows, on Windows 8.1, on Windows, you know, whatever it's embedded on. So um, it allows you to share the data and the program across different apps. Mm. Now, this was their thinking, well, when did that come out? Like um, six months ago or thereabouts? Probably more, been nearly 12 months ago now when that came out. Um, yes. And that was their thinking right from the start. And so 12 months later, they've managed to go from five to 81 devices. But that's good. Is that good or not? Well, good for the consumer if they've got six devices. Yeah, but there's but no the, point having 81 devices if you're not selling them. It's like <laughs> BlackBerry could bring out 200 models and that wouldn't help them, you know, because there's a, there's just, you know, you know there's no one buying it. I mean, Nokia mm. uses it. And this is where most of these came from the partnership agreement they have with Nokia. Um, where they basically took all the, um, you know, all the Nokia phones, took the Symbian OS off them, and put Windows on them. But this so, is this is obviously not aimed at the the home user. Is, would this is this like aimed at a business? So they download the app once and then. Nah, no, no, it's aimed at the home users. The idea is you can take your Windows. You know what we're talking about before with the, uh, you know, bringing out version two and all that and. Between that and mm. your Windows tablets and your computer and these mobile devices, for example, if you're watching a movie at home on your computer or your media center and then you stop that halfway through and you go to the airport and you sit at the airport, you hook up the Wi-Fi on your phone, you can watch that movie from where you took off and, yeah, okay. and things like that. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely aimed at the mum and dad side of it. The problem is no mum and dad's own these devices. <laughs> but uh, Apple's a 10, is that right? Is, or Apple 5 or 10? Might be ten, I think. What devices off the one uh, Apple ID? Yeah, no, this isn't talking about the Apple ID. This is talking about the devices that are capable of actually running that sharing style program. As in, yeah, so it's in like you download the app once, and then you can share it with the other 
81 devices. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not saying how many licenses you can share for that app. It's just saying there's 81 devices available that can do it. Um, much like the the Android marketplace is the same in some respects. If they can do that. Like you can have, um, you know, especially if you've got a Samsung, every Samsung device can effectively become another device with, you know, TVs and tablets and phones. You can share them across anything. Oh, yeah. They're, um, it's unlimited, basically. Mm. Well, anyway, this is starting October 9. Windows Store apps will be able to roam across 81 devices, as mm. uh, Will said. Likely more... Yeah, more... Oh, okay. Likely more of a nod to the arrival of Windows 8.1. Well, that's stupid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Developers will also be allowed to set the roaming limit to a number of devices. Developers that can decide to have the app... Can decide to have the app enforce a constant amount or constraint... Uh, constrain yep. the numbers as well. So developers have a bit of control over that. Yeah, but 81, yeah. like, no, how many devices are we going to have? Well, we've got 8.1 coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Wonder where they come up with the ID. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bomber idea, I reckon. Uh, you, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone throw a idea? penis at that guy. <laughs> now, yeah. I've just tried to, uh, I've just tried to get my show notes up on my, on my, uh, Mobile. Oh, here we go. It's finally loaded. I couldn't Isn't find that it. High quality Apple product that you've got. Yeah. Well, see, every time <laughs> I switch away from VidBlaster, well, the damn thing just wants to crash. So I'm not switching away. It's so it's so bad. It was well, going. Speaking of um, yeah. high quality um, Apple devices, last I've got a couple of Android stories because that's what I do when. If you like Apple, we're tough. Um, we found that out last week. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we thought you might have liked Android, Will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the chat, it's the chat room's fault. They, they're all telling me to do it, so I did. So I blame everybody in chat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, bring us up to date with Android this week. What's happening? Okay, so a couple of things. Follow-up to a story we had last week about the Android uh, watches. Um, in particular, the Samsung one that's coming out. Sony's kind of beat them to the punch in some respects. They have bought out the Sony smartwatch which you can get at, uh, at um, Kogan for 149 Now uh, it's compatible. It's It doesn't really run Android in the true sense. It runs kind of a very bare bones operating system that'll let you um, handle calls, do MMSs, SMSs, emails, Gmail, Facebook, Twitter music, calendar, and slideshow. That's about all it'll actually do on its own. Um, but what you can do is you hook it up with any um, any Android phone with uh, running Ice Cream Sandwich or version 4 or better, and particularly anything that uses the NFC, the Near Field Communications. Oh, yeah. Because um, it will chat via that rather than wasting battery power on Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. But um, you can do things like you can use it as a remote control for your camera. So you can have your your camera mounted somewhere um, and you can log into it with your watch and watch what's going on with the camera, for example. Yeah, um, okay. It's got a battery life of three to four days of normal use with it always on, changes about charges via USB, has a 1.6-inch screen, um, which is apparently very clear to read outside. It's a... Um, it's not like a normal screen that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so basically, it's you getting one. Well, I think I prefer to wait for the actual Android phone, just because I've had. It might have even been a version one of this. I don't know if it was a version one of this one or a Chinese version of it. That basically did everything this one does, and. If you don't have your phone on you within range of the watch, it's pretty much useless. Yeah, you can't, right. It doesn't support Wi-Fi on its own. It doesn't support 3G on its own. It doesn't support any of that. It all requires the phone. So if you've left your phone in the car and you walk inside, well, the only thing you can do is check the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Sweet. <laughs> I think... Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. It'll be neat, mm. especially if you're in a meeting or something and you're not supposed to have your phone. You can still check your messages and stuff but um i think if you want true functionality you really need to wait to get the actual android phone yeah right right and um yeah that's all right i, I saw that actually saw that ad from kogan come through and i went, oh yeah i thought you'd be all over that one will <laughs> <laughs> uh what else did you have another little android story there 
Yeah, um, Android tablets are now officially outselling iPads. Um, officially. Recent figures released has says that Android has taken the highest selling tablet. Now, they're not saying Android operating system. Um, well, I'll, yeah, I'll read the story now. Don't, um, it's not quite as good as it sounds. Being selective with numbers can make your products look good. Now, according to this iPad, the selling price of Android tablets rose by 17%. Um, and iPad prices dropped by 17%. But uh, the 7.9-inch iPad mini uh, accounted for 60% of all iPad sales. Um, I wish they would say... The problem I have with this is they don't really do a breakdown uh, in the versions of Android. Like, they're not saying mm. specifically what tablet they... Plus, I suppose like you, you were, it's just logical that Android is going to sell more because there's so many yeah. devices. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. it's kind of a little bit, a little bit creative in the uh, the marketing side of it because I mean, there's two hundred thousand Android devices or one hundred and fifty thousand Android devices or something activated every hour. Mm. So you know, it's bound to definitely outsell. But tablets have traditionally been relatively slow moving um you've either had like your samsung's or htc's tablets that have really been in terms of retail shops you know floor space in a retail shop yeah that's sort of been really the only competitor to the ipad and everyone sees an Mm -hmm. ipad they see these they go for the ipad um it's only recently that the chinese tablets have sort of caught up and because a lot of people bought a $50 Chinese tablet, they were really upset by it, so they didn't like the Android experience. But now mm. that Android 4's come out and it's very similar across even the cheap Chinese tablets, the the experience is very similar. Um, Android's starting to become more popular again because you can jump from one device to the other and it's the same. And a $50 tablet may not be as fast and may not have as much memory, but at the end of the day, we'll probably do the same thing as a $500 tablet. So... Mm. Mm. Have the you market, s- yeah, the market. I guess user user base is expanding. Have you still got your Pendo? Yeah, I actually still have the Pendo <laughs> pad. Believe it or not, there it sits in my room. It's basically a glorified photo frame that we stream. <laughs> um, it just streams um, XS, X, What's it called? Online radio. It just streams that all the time. Yeah, right. Um, and right. does YouTube videos and stuff. That's pretty much. But I mean, that's an example of a fifty dollars Chinese tablet. Mm. At the time, it was not a bad buy. When it came out, it was not bad. Now, it's completely outdated, but it still plays a YouTube video. Yeah. still plays Angry Birds. The battery life's still all day. You know, this yeah. thing's four-year-old now, and I've still got a full day's battery use out of it. Can you root them? You know. Yeah, a lot but, of them you can. But you've got to have the... Because I know we've got a... We bought a cheap one from Domain. I think it was a, a Alcatel or something. Yep. And uh, so, like, but it's just getting slower and slower and slower. You know, it's one of the the kids just put, you know, just go through the Play Store, they download whatever they want. Yeah. You know, it's just a. So, how, what's the best way to clean that up? Like, just do, do a factory reset to start with. Just try that. Yeah. Well, will that bring it? How will that? What will that do? Will that bring it back to the way it was when you bought it? Oh, really? Yep. Oh, easy. How do you do yep. that? Just go into your settings. <laughs> yes. Um, go into your settings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I can scroll remember. down in your once you're in your settings screen, just scroll right down to the bottom. Yep. Um, it should have uh, it's either in about device, yeah, right down it. the bottom, or it'll be in um, security. Yeah, okay, sweet. All right, I'm gonna so, tr- I'm gonna try that because it's just getting really, really slow. And I'm I, th- I did put an antivirus on it, and you know, and I'm trying to kill all these apps, but they've downloaded a lot of yeah. crap that just. I mean, even on even on this phone, which is you know the Note Two, even on this thing, I do a factory reset probably once every three months. I don't need to, but mm. I find it just because I'm the same. I install a heap of apps and then never use them again. So. Other than a handful of apps I use regularly, um, yeah, I pretty much every three months do a factory a factory reset and, and go again. Now, it what about clear things out? What about now they play Minecraft PE mm-hmm. on it? Now, a factory reset's going to get rid of their game data. It should get rid of the. It shouldn't get rid of the game data because that should be stored on the 
storage part of the drive. I mean, always back the device up first, mm. um, but the storage part of the drive shouldn't be affected. It should only be the program part of the drive. Right. Oh, I'm just going to reset it. I'm, I'll ask him. Well, how am I going to back Minecraft up? Is it just, just like... back up the everything on the on the device. Just drag and drop, basically, because you'll have two. You'll have the internal memory and you'll have the SD card, effectively, or the external memory. Yep. Um, so the app itself will have installed on the internal memory, but it should be storing all its data on the external memory. Yeah, I think you can, yeah, you go into the settings and you can depict which what you want stored where, can't you? On some apps you can, some yeah. apps you can't change. On there's some applications that you can store specifically on the external drive, so whether it's the SD card or whatever. Um, if they're not a widget, like something that's on your background, if it's mm. just an app, 90% of the time you can actually store the entire app on your external memory, um, unless it's a widget, in which case it has to be installed. That's actually an interesting point. Keep an eye on your app size because there's an app I used to use, and when I first put it on, it was about 12 meg. And the other day, I got a low... A low um, Memory thingy. Yeah, a low storage warning. Mm. Saying that I'm out of running out of data, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And I che- checked. I'd, I'd taken. I hadn't done any videos or photos recently. I'm like, "Why should that have changed?" Yeah. And all that had happened was this app had updated, and I went and had a look, and this app went from the 15 meg or whatever it was when I first put it on to one and a half gig. Oh, lovely. In the most recent update. <laughs> hey, right. Why I went. This... Um, no. <laughs> uh... Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon. Jeez, I don't need a one and a half gig app. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Well, uh, that's Will's little Android segment. <laughs> oh no, I've, I've got to move on, and now my iPhone don't connect to my notes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's I'm only tricking. <laughs> While you're trying to do that, just quickly, the uh, Telstra is set to launch the Galaxy Note three and the Sony Xperia Z one on October fifteenth. Um, the Galaxy Note three. Um, is obviously, you know, the the next one up from what I've got now, and um, the pricing on that's basically going to be um, the Galaxy Note three on the eighty dollar everyday connect plan with an eight dollar handset replacement, so eighty eight dollars a month, um, based for this for the base package. Oh, yeah. get you that, um, and then of course you've got it. I mean, to look at, it actually looks the same, but I believe the screens are a little bit bigger but the actual phone isn't they've narrowed the bezel um and made the screen a bit bigger um slightly more powerful processor things like that the um what's it called the z1 will be comparable in specs i think the screen's a bit smaller but the the processor specs and everything are pretty similar um to the s4 and the hcc1 uh, and the pricing is about the same too, which will basically be around nine dollars a month on a sixty dollar plan. So, um, as much as I don't like Telstra, I can't stand <laughs> Telstra. But you want the coverage, you want the speed, That's you have right. to use them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love it. I, I don't love. I don't love the price, but I no, love, that's the problem. They're the expensive, service. but they bring out the phones when they mm. come out. So the phones are pretty much a new phone. They're not something that's been out for six months before they get it. Yeah. Um, and they are expensive, but they're good um, in terms of coverage and speed. So I need it for work. If I had a choice, I wouldn't wouldn't be doing it. But, you know, what do you do? Hmm. Now, talking about viruses, Microsoft Essentials. Uh, apparently, now, this is surprising to me because uh, I, I was a, you know, I was, I championed Microsoft Security mm. Essentials, and I thought, you know, good on them. Uh, Microsoft has admitted Windows users should install antivirus above and beyond Security Essentials. Mm-hmm. Now, this is probably more, say, predominantly, say, you could say, aimed at Windows 7 and below because you had to install an antivirus. Windows 8 comes with Essentials included. Well, so does Windows 7 Service Pack 1. Oh, does it? Yep. Oh, there you go. I've always... Installed it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, so, so they've described, uh, yeah, describing it as a merely a baseline that will always be on the bottom of antivirus software rankings. Uh, Microsoft mm-hmm. has said 
It sees security essentials as merely the first layer of protection, advising customers to use additional third-party antivirus. Now, question comes to mind is that, you know, whenever you go, you, you change antivirus software or whenever you go to install it, the first thing you do is you uninstall anything else that's running because otherwise you're going to get conflicts. So are they saying that it's okay to leave the security essentials running, but you've got yeah, to go and install something else? I've, I've always... And how long have I been saying this? Do not trust security essentials. I've been saying this for months, years, <laughs> since it started coming out, and everybody told me that they didn't know what I was talking about. I've had, never but, had a problem. <laughs> oh, well. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I've always installed either AVG or Advast, and it quite happily coexists with essentials. Mm. Yeah, look, I only run essentials. Well, I'm on Windows 8. I'm on Windows 7 at the moment. Uh, I've got Essentials running, and I've also got a Malware Bytes real-time protection running. And look, that's that's done me good. I'm look, I'm going to go and have to reevaluate my stance on this now after this. And I should have just trusted Will to start with, shouldn't I? But uh, but anyway, baseline does not equal bad. Hey, if Steve Gibson said don't trust it, you mustn't be able to trust it. <laughs> oh, did he say that? Did he? <laughs> yeah, back oh. when it first came out, he said it's that. But it's that entry level that you may not worry, may not even, you know, you're better off mm. just not worrying about it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. All right. Well, if Steve says it, I'm out. It's off tonight. Now, we provide a high-quality, high-performing service to our customers. And if they choose not to buy antivirus on Windows 8, we want to get those people protected. So, okay, then. Who, who buys antivirus? Well, well, people do. That's what companies do. People do, but they shouldn't because they get roped into buying Norton and these other crap programs that pass themselves as security scanners. Yeah, um, but, but I think with the what happens with the security, with the, the antivirus, is that it's um, it, 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 you get your base model for free, but if you want like more real-time protection with web pages that you visit and stuff that may be coming through real-time, is that, that's not, isn't that when you... Decide oh, you might want to pay ABG more. ABG does that. Yeah, okay. Yep. Avast does that. Well, what's Panda the, does that. Well, what's the, the benefits of purchasing AVG? You do get other things, like you get advanced firewalls, you get um, a lot of this stuff, but a lot of that stuff the average person doesn't need. Mm. Um, and if you do want to put a separate firewall on it, you just put a free version of a firewall protection on there. The, the main, I mean, they don't make their money really off residential purchases, or at least companies like AVG and Advance don't. Mm. They make their money from commercial businesses. They protect multi-billion dollar commercial premises. That's where they make their money. Um, that's why they hand over the free versions. It's the, In terms of the virus definition databases and the level of basic, you know, entry-level protection you do get is far superior to some of the products you pay for. Things like Norton that are paid for are actually year after year after year ranked at some of the worst virus scanners you can buy. And yet people fork out ridiculous mm. amounts of money to have Norton. Because they're bloated onto their machine when they buy them. Um, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crap way. Yeah. And they go, oh, my, my thing's expired. I have to buy it again. Mm. Yeah, well, that's right. I think that, yeah, they, they do. They get scared into doing stuff like that. I've been to so many places and I've just, I've, I've, the first thing I've done is taken Norton's off and I said, oh, there you go. Your computer's 50% yeah, faster already. Right. Norton or back in the days of VET and and mm. things like that, you know, you, you, that's the first thing you did was saw what virus scan they're running. And if it was Norton or if it was VET, you say, the mm. only way I can fix this system is to reformat it. Because yeah. they got themselves so, so embedded in the operating system mm. that you couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. So what's your what's your recommendation, Will, for a free one? AVG uh, or Avast? AVG or Avast, depending on your system. Lately, on all my systems, I'm actually running Avast. Um, I've found it to be slightly more lightweight than AVG. AVG's got a little bit heavy. Um, the level of protection is the same. Year after year, they're rated at the number one. Both of them basically tie for number one. Um, free virus scanner. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're both about the same. Things like Trend Micro, NOD or No Open Doors, Norton, um, uh, Computer Alliance, what other one is, there's a heap of them. Don't pay for them. There's no reason to pay for them. All you're doing is supporting a bad product. They don't do anything. If you need the advanced protection of the, of the firewall protection, um, maybe, you know, there is particular 
things that you specifically want to protect, then just buy AVG or Avast. Their basic protection, you know, starts at six dollars a year, depending on what you're buying. So, mm. not what Norton's ninety dollars a year. <laughs> you know, so there's just no there's no comparing it really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you've got a lightweight system, such as uh, a little EPC or a little netbook or an older system. You might still be rocking the old 686s and Pentiums. <laughs> um, use Panda. Yeah. Um, Panda is a online virus scanner um, that routes the traffic through Panda before it gets to you. So it scans the packets sort of in real time. Mm, yeah, okay. So. All right. Well, I'm going to have to reevaluate what I'm doing in light of this. And I suppose, look, that's that's not a, that's not very often you see companies, I suppose, and especially like Microsoft, come out and go, oh, yeah, this our product's pretty baseline. Well, I kind of had to because right. I rated last every year. So something had to be done about it. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can keep it on there. There's not, not, it's not going to hurt anything by having it. And if anything, it's going to give you a second level of protection just in case. It's updated fairly regularly. Um, yeah. Its definition's not too bad, hmm. um, so and it it's fully it cohabitates nicely with with every other virus scanner. Hmm. So there's no reason to get rid of it. There's nothing wrong with keeping it on there, but yeah. don't use it only exclusively. Mm, okay. Well, I've never had an issue, as I've said before. I've, I've oh maybe a, a few, but um, <laughs> you know. Well, but once again, this comes down to operator. I mean, my system that I'm sitting in front of now. I don't have a virus scanner on, not because I think I'm better than everyone else, just purely because I can't be stuffed. Well, you do that um, as well. <laughs> hey? You do, you do think that as well. Well, yeah, it's that. <laughs> but, um, basically, I can't be bothered, and this computer gets reformatted every three months anyway, so I'm not overly stressed. Mm. There's mm. no critical data on here. It's just my work system. Yeah. Um, all the other computers, my media center, the data storage center, Son's computer, the laptops, even my phones... I have virus scanners on. But I don't ha having said that, I've never got a virus on this computer and I don't have a virus scanner on it. So it comes down to your ability to detect a potential threat before it becomes a problem as well. Mm. All right. Now, Telstra, the good news from Telstra is, speaking of Telstra just before, they're going to slash, yes, slash, the pay-as-you-go fees for international mobile data roaming have a get, how much do you reckon it was to roam data per megabyte? Oh, I know it was to, ridiculous per meg. It was, it, I've heard stories, I don't know if it's Telstra, but I've heard stories of, you know, 10 to $15 per meg. Yeah, it was $15.36 per meg. Um, That's ridiculous. Slashed it to $3. Bit of a profit uh, margin there, wasn't there? Hey? <laughs> so, I mean, I get that they have to pay the international couriers and blah, 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 carriers, but, you know... Yeah, but if they slashed it to three bucks, they'd yeah, still exactly. be making money on three dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they were just they were just bending people over, weren't they? At fifteen dollars thirty six, but the telco said it would significantly expand the data limits for its casual traveler pack data packs. Customers are also oh, yeah, that's all. Oh, here's a good one. Hang on, um, remember that keyboard. <laughs> Customers are also uh, to be sent usage alerts every time they run through twenty meg of mobile data when roaming. There you go. It's sixty bucks, twenty meg, sixty bucks. Woo. It's funny because I'm on their I'm on their ten gig data ten gig data pack, and I'm paying I think it's fifty or sixty bucks a month, and I complain because that's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, what well, Telstra ten gig on your phone? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, earlier this month, Optus introduced new zoning arrangements and fees for international roaming uh, that sees Optus. Uh, excess data use or data usage charged between fifty cents and a dollar a meg. So, who's making money where? So Telstra's <laughs> obviously if you're over in um, Japan, your Telstra's still buying it off the Japanese. Optus has to be buying it off the Japanese. You know, well, Optus is prob yeah, exactly. they, well, they probably yeah, they probably are Japanese. They're Singaporean yeah, well, anyway. Even Vodafone's doing the same thing, and they're mm. paying as high. They were as high as ten dollars a meg. Yeah. Now they're down to five, five dollars a day. <laughs> so you can roam basically unlimited per day for five dollars on and, a Vodafone plan. And it's all to avoid bill shock, which is good. <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't want bill shock. 
Do we? Those poor, those poor people. Look at her; she's having a stroke. Poor, I, I poor mean, love. Who uses their existing mobile phone when they go overseas? Who are these people that do it? Nong nongs. I mean, the first thing you would do is go and buy a prepaid local card for wherever you are. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's you right. Know, like, yeah. Maybe you'll stick your SIM card in at the end of the day and just get any text messages or something that have come mm. in, but you're not going to use your phone. Mm. Look, I've seen my home data usage just increase in over the last couple of months to the point where like, I'm still probably uh, seven, eight days out of my plan change. And I'm, I've got to put the brakes on. What I'm, are you on? What plan? 200, 200 oh, gig. I'm on a terabyte and we nearly hit that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't do all the crazy stuff. I just want to just do my own little bits and pieces. But I think, you know, because now I've got a phone, uh, the kids have got tablets, mm-hmm. they've got computers, you know, wife's got phone, tablet. I think. The media center, the. Yep. Streaming, the uploading, the down... Yeah, it, yeah, it just it all adds up. adds up, doesn't it? Just all adds up. <laughs> well, and look at that last week's video, for example. I had to, after I encoded that, I uploaded that to YouTube as a private list so Glenn could grab it because it was six gig or something for the, the file. And then Glenn's had to grab that and download it so he could edit it and to put it back up on his channel on YouTube. Mm. You know, So there's 20 gig gone just there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it disappears. It disappears. Um, I'll tell you someone else that's disappeared, or seven people that have disappeared, the the previous board members of NBN, they've disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) They've resigned. Um, Malcolm Turnbull has confirmed that the long-running rumours... uh, Well, they probably haven't been that long-running, have they? Like a week and a half. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing about, I think... Uh, the good thing about the government so far is I think they've sort of really tightened up on this 24-hour news cycle. They're not putting nothing out there. You don't, <laughs> you, can't, you turn the TV on, there's nothing on because, you know, there's no That's Kevin stupid. Rudd out there flicking his hair or there's no Julia going how good she is and all this sort of stuff. Uh, it's just all like, it's all back to normal. It's all just silence the way it should be. Uh, all those people on the, you know, Sky TV, uh, Richo, and then they've got the Paul Murrays. All they did was talk about politics and bag what happened through the day. Well, they're going to be looking for new jobs pretty soon. <laughs> There's been nothing to talk about. But anyway, uh, Ziggy Swiftkoski is the new chairman of the NBN Co. Now, Swiftkoski will lead a drastically slimmed down board of three, which apparently is the minimum that you can have to have a board. So they've really, yep. really, really gutted, gutted the. Because I think after that pig. it becomes a, um, uh, what's the thing? Blow board a body corp, not body corporate. Um, something, uh, something else. Huh. Yeah. Partnership. Hey, that's oh, a company. You can't get any... part- if it's less than three. It's a partnership, isn't it? Oh yes. No, no. A partnership will go from about can go from I think two to twenty or something oh, okay. like that. But then the company. Well, I think it has to have, well, company has to have a director, a secretary, maybe two directors and a secretary. Mm. Maybe that's how it works. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's something like that. But anyway, they've been slimmed down to three, which is a good idea. Like, you know, how many, you got no, need seven people. Well, it wasn't to, working with seven unless how well it works with three. Well, you know, seven people, you're going to get seven different views. That's why things took so long, probably. You've got seven different people trying to get, you know, coming to some sort of unanimous decision or majority decision. Um, the previous... And I'm unanimous, see, mate. <laughs> That's right. Good on you. Um, <laughs> what's the name? Slogan? <laughs> Slogan. <laughs> yeah. Swifkowski will act in the position also of CEO until a new appointment is made. Now, Swifkowski comes to the role as a pretty... A fairly, uh, well, with it sort of a character, you know, as far as MBN and telecommunications goes. He served as Telstra CEO from 99 until 2004. He, um, he had previously worked at Optus and Kodak. Now, the new board's first task will be to undertake a, the, this 60-day NBN strategic review. That review will set out options for a faster and more cost-effective project roadmap, which will include a plan to revise the technology of the MBN from Labor's fibre to the home model to the coalition's preferred fibre to the node. Now, look, I don't particularly mind if it goes to the node. I think you can pay if you wish. This is the plan. You can pay if you want to bring it to your home. It'll probably cost you a couple of grand. Uh, but look, if it's at the node, 
Labor's going to get in in another, you know, six, nine years anyway. So mm. they'll go, oh, I've got a great idea. Let's get rid of the nodes and bring them to the homes. And, and the thing is, Liberals have already built it to the node. Be, and it'll be already be there at the end of your street, and then it'll be just a quick little whoosh, 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 hook up. That'd be good. Yeah, the problem is, it's great in theory. The problem is, if it goes fibre to the node, it's still in charge of the telcos, and they'll go, oh, no, you've still only got cable in your street, and you can still only have your two meg upload because that's all cable, which is a lot of crap, but that's, they're going to continue to use the party line. So hmm. whilst it will free up the back end, it's not going to change anything from our point of view. And the problem is we still have a bottleneck going overseas we can have you know a million terabytes a second in australia that's not the problem as soon as you try to go overseas it dies in the ass because we've got one cable that's running at like 200 percent capacity mm, that's right well 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 speaking of overseas cables iinet signs up for the hawaii hawaii sub yeah. sub partner cable how's that one then now trans-pacific cable contender Hawaii said it received a letter of intent from IINet for capacity on its proposed new link between Australia, New Zealand, and the west coast of the US. So now this link, let me have a look here. It's uh, the IS, so IS, uh, IINet is going to take five, or have expressed interest in five terabits a second. New Zealand provider Voyager has expressed interest in 20 gigabits per second. And the capacity of the cable will be 20 terabytes a second. Wow, okay. So IINet has taken 5 terabytes a second. And Voyager has only done 20 gigabytes. Well, that's pretty slow then, isn't it? For Voyager, what are they doing? Uh, Probably sufficient for the amount of people, amount of usage that they have. Yeah, I suppose. I guess so. But There's no point buying a heap of capacity if you don't have the... You know, it's just going to be dead, dead capacity laying around that you're going to be paying for. Mm. Oh, I guess so, but yeah, but that's fast, isn't it? Like that, and like you know, what what's do you know much about how Telstra gets out overseas? Like, Same you... thing. At the moment, there's only one cable, so and that's well over capacity. They do use satellite and stuff like that when they can, when latency is not a problem, which is why occasionally you'll find if it's like a weekend, for example. Um, and you're playing a game, all of a sudden your ping rates will go up to ridiculous amounts because they've switched up the satellite uplinks to try and cope with the load. Mm, yeah, so right. they they do coexist with satellites occasionally, but yeah, the the, the problem is we're just way over capacity, and and this is what this is what everyone's failing to understand with the NBN or with with any mm. internet. Um, I mean, I I complain because I only get two mega second upload, which is a pain when you're putting six video six gig videos up on YouTube. Yes. The problem is I'm only uploading at four, five hundred K anyway, because by the time I get to YouTube, you know, it's slowed down that much anyway. So Yeah, it's right like And this is the thing. There's no point putting a super high speed hmm. I mean we did a trace route. Remember a couple of weeks back you and I did a trace route between your place and my place. Hmm. Now we're physically probably less than a hundred Ks away, probably eighty Ks away in the straight line. Yeah. We had trace routes pinging Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Adelaide, back up to Brisbane, back down to the... Go- yeah, you I know. You know, ridiculous. like... That's ridiculous. Until they get that system sorted out, it's going to be more or less irrelevant the amount of speed you're going to have because mm. you're not going to be able to use it. But I even- mean, if I want to send a file to you, it doesn't go to you. It goes to Brisbane, goes to Adelaide, goes mm. to Sydney, goes to Melbourne, goes to Canberra, then goes to you. But it's like, you know, you can do... Because I'm on the Telstra cable extreme. It's uh, I can I can ping Brisbane at nine. Uh, I get a hundred... Yeah. I can down about 115 and up about 2.36. Now, so that's that's flying, okay? You think, ah, it's flying. Great. I've got great speed, blah, blah, blah. My speed test is out of this world. Mm. Now, you go... You pick a server in San Francisco where, you know, there's a lot of this stuff lives, or Texas or somewhere, where a lot of your pages live, and you're back down to six down yeah. and about half up. You go to the UK, it's worse. It's about two down. You know, and I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here with this 100 meg down to Brisbane. I'm, I'm fast in Australia, but as soon as you go over America or, or England, you, you, the, the backside falls out of it. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Speaking we'll... of speed test, have you seen a new uh, update to the... The new speed. Whoops! Turn to the new speed test app. 
Yeah, what, what's it, what's it do? I've seen it redesigned. It looks looks really neat. It's much mm. actually fits on the tablets and stuff. It resizes automatically. Oh yeah. Um, and it um, uses less system resources, so it gives you more accurate reading. Yeah. On yeah, the actual okay. speed. See, this is I'm testing to um, LA on my Wi-Fi, so I got three meg down. Yeah, right. And what's that? Point five, so five hundred and twelve k. Do a, do a quick test to uh, like Brizzy, and this just show, this will just show you the proved and goes to prove that uh, as soon as you want to try and get out of Australia, it's slow as crap anyway. So, you know, but you still you still need the fast. You still need fast because that just means I suppose you can make I don't know make more connections and get the get it down anyway. Here we go. Oh yeah, so into Brisbane, Will's. Oh yeah, he's peaking up about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Sit down. Don't forget, I'm streaming video and. Mm. And he's on stuff as well, so that's going to affect it. Yeah, and you're on Wi-Fi, which is limited as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, you can see the difference straight away. We've gone what eight times faster. Yeah, yeah. Just by right. going to a local server. Yeah, so I think yeah. uh, maybe the federal government should start laying more cables. And well, undersea cables, yeah. <laughs> they probably lay enough anyway <laughs> in their in their offices. <laughs> Hurry up, upload. This is the only thing that still gets me with this is the upload takes forever. On November 3, YouTube will honour the artist you love. Uh, you love. In a celebration with live performances, Lady Gaga, Eminem, Arcade Fire, Never Heard of Him, and more. You choose the nominees every time you like or share their videos on YouTube. Now, starting October 17, get ready to pick the winners. So you choose the nominees every time you like or share a video on YouTube. Wow. So there you go. Starting October 17th. So it hasn't started yet, but it's it's coming. So yeah. So if you're into music and and you got your little guitar in the background and you got a video up there, get as many people to like it as you can. You're not gonna win though if you little dude in the back. Um and speaking of updates too, just I noticed today that the uh Google Gmail and Drive and all those apps have been updated again. They look really nice now on the Android phone. They're really sleek and and slimline, and they um they actually make sense now. Like to start with, when you first when you first go to your emails, it's either got um it's either got a picture of the person who sent it to you if they're in the contacts, or it's just got the first letter of the company email address. Oh yes, yep, nice. Um, but they've done things now, like when you actually go into a message, um, they've got all the header information contained correctly whereas before you had to dig if you wanted to find who it came from and where and trace it and whatever yep now it all comes up straight up the top okay cool so they've really um they really come a long way with their basic entry-level apps which is what they needed to do mm. so they're really starting to look good now now did you have any more stories before i finish off will um i've got a couple other ones but uh you go first and i'll i'll cull Oh, I've only got one more. Well, this is my... Because, you know, I always like to have a little strange one. Mm. Well, I don't know if you've noticed or not. You probably think all my stories are strange. But <laughs> <laughs> I like to have a, a stranger one to finish up with. And I've got a stranger one <laughs> this week. Icelandic phone app stops you dating <laughs> close relatives. Now, <laughs> now, we talked about this a couple of months back, but I think it's finally become a reality now. The app allows you to bump phones together and instantly find out whether or not you are related. Sleeping with a relative is more of an issue in Iceland than most other territories due to the country's small size. Iceland has 320,000 residents compared with, oh, what have we got, 16, 22 million? Uh, yeah. So as uh, yeah, so apparently your surname is not passed down through the generations as it is with most Western cultures. So instead, your surname is your mother or father's first name with the word son or a daughter suffixed. Mm. So uh, uh, talk about confusing. Eh? <laughs> Confuse me or what? Now, What's Bjork? <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So here's an example. Yeah. So an example. All that the surname. Of Bjork Gudmundsdotter tells us about her heritage is that her mother's first name was Gutmund. Gutmund. <laughs> I don't know. That's too complicated. I can't even read that. It's just, it's giving my brain a spin just reading it. 
Um, yeah, so in addition to the already available searchable function where you can search for and find out how you are related to any other Icelander, they've added a birthday calendar to make sure you don't forget your relative's birthday. Hey, Wow. That's awesome. Oh, dear. That's awesome. I wish I could get that graphic off the screen. <laughs> There's a, a just just to show you how on the ball Queensland Police, you know, they're they're really on on the ball with technology and and uh, up to date, and the, you know, there's no way that they could possibly using old technology. Um, basically, Queensland runs two categories of dispatch systems. One is 20 years old and called the IMS, which is the Information Management System, um, and one is 19 years old. Um, <laughs> that's called the QPS, which doesn't stand for Police Queensland Police Service. It stands for Queensland Police System. Um, they've decided to update these systems. This is Good. the dispatch system we're talking about. Uh, that works for all emergency services, not, not just police, but I'm picking on them because I can. Um, now, if I said CAD to you, C-A-D, what would yeah. you think of? The drawing. Yeah, computer-added yeah. design. Yes. Apparently, the, um, you know, the boffins at Queensland Police decided that it stands for computer-added dispatch. Right. Hmm. So apparently they don't get out much. Um. <laughs> no, acroni- acronyms are just rife. I suppose they're rife in any business, aren't they? But they seem to well, be more rife everywhere in else government. in the country. The same program's called QCAD, which what? you think when you're bringing it to Queensland is what you would want to call yeah. it. What's but it? they dropped the Q and they just <laughs> called it CAD. <laughs> well, why don't they call it NSW CAD? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. You, wow. you take a program that's used Australia-wide and you still screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> what would the Q stand for anyway? Um, oh, it does say down in the article. It's like... Quick. Um, yeah, something like that. Quick dispatch. Yeah. Quick computer-aided dispatch. I'll have to find it. But yeah, yeah it it's... Mm. But so the biggest problem is at the moment, the IMS systems I was talking about before, the IMS system and the QPS system are not compatible with the CAD systems. Which is great because all the capital, so Brisbane, has the CAD system. <laughs> great. <laughs> and the rest of the state has the IMS system. Didn't they learn their, their <laughs> lesson with the stupid health things? <laughs> well, apparently, apparently the Queensland police went, hey, that was a great idea. Let's see if we can do the same thing. <laughs> oh, it's only our money. You know, you know it's not that um, yeah, basically they're saying that um, there was a recommendation in the Keller review, the keep keep yeah, Kelty review, um, which was the thing when we had the big fires and went through and said, "Hey, your fire hydrants don't fit because they've got different size adapters to ours." Mm. Um, remember that when all these fire trucks were sent down? I think I sent to Victoria or New South Wales oh, all yeah. from all over the co- the country. Come and they went. Well, you can't actually use our hydrants, guys. They don't fit. We use different oh, size fittings. Oh dear, <laughs> that is hopeless, isn't it? So basically, the um, the recommendation from this review basically said um, closer integration is needed some before mm. two thousand and eighteen. Mm. <laughs> who, who's going to be the ones to give in? I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? And yeah. given that. It was only a few months ago that I don't have the story in front of me, but it was only a few months ago when Queensland Police got busted for using the internal um, police program, COPS or whatever it's called, um, on all their computers when they're only licensed to have like 20 copies of it. And That's right. That's they were sharing right. it around on SD on micro uh, thumb drive so that everybody could have a copy of this and access the <laughs> offenders database because Queensland Police were too cheap to fork out and actually buy the program. I remember that. That's right, Andy. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we should wind up. You, you're right to do that, Will? Oh, sorry, I was just reading the bottom of this article and it said, in the meantime, the Queensland Police Service is using a free web-based version of the collaboration software Yammer to allow the officers involved to give feedback to each other. <laughs> So Queensland Police is using Yammer as their business tool. The old Yammer, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, man, that's, I'm sorry, but that's just hilarious. Oh, no take... wonder they're not finding everybody for speeding because they can't get off their ass and do anything <laughs> constructive. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Aussie Tech Eds. You can follow me at Glenn Double N Goodman. You can follow Will at Mr. Tomkinson. 
And don't forget our Facebook page at Aussie. Oh, I do that every week, don't I? It is facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. And also the youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Or the webpage at aussietechheads.com.au. You know what slash you need podcast. to do is have a aussietechheads.com.au slash Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Redirect. There yes, you go. Um, there's, your, there's your project for the week. That'll fix it. And hopefully uh, <laughs> next week, for, for those of you who don't know, I did buy a new computer. I haven't put it together yet. Probably sit on the shelves <laughs> for six months. <laughs> it's, um, oh, look, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be good. Hopefully it's going to... Nice effort is going to want it, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, hopefully it is going to just... It's up to date. It's a brand new... What is it? Intel i7 4770K. Hey, chip an asus z87 plus motherboard uh water cooling oh look out look out it's been three times the money and got half the system yeah oh i hope it not all started when you bought the iphone it just went downhill from there Nah, this thing this thing is supposed <laughs> to just ramp it so uh let's hope that i can do a lot more with it and and stream and no more vid blaster crashes and all this sort of stuff you so, mean things i don't have a problem with yeah some of those things <laughs> Just like that. On my AMD system that worked perfectly fine, but it's half yeah. the price. Oh, you got you got to swap and change, you know. Oh, <laughs> I was Intel, give AMD a shot. I have to admit, having I know that we're wrapping this up and I shouldn't be talking, but I have to admit that I've basically stuck with Intel for the last, you know, whatever, since they bought out the, the six, well, they were the competitor to the 686 and they had the, you know, the, the AMD chips back then. And I've pretty much stuck with them, and 95% of the time, it's proven to be the right decision. There has been a couple of times where, yeah, maybe not, but for the most part, mm. it's always done me well. Mm. Well, look, I've just had so many crashes. I just thought, well, I want to go to the chip where these things are probably built on, you know, like programmed on. And not that I think that there's probably a difference between it, but I just, I, well, obviously I do. I just wanted to just get to the same, the same as what I think, whatever his name is, is programmed his little vid blaster on. It's the most important program of the week, and it's the only one that really fails every week. But anyway, enough of that. All right, that's about it. That's about it. Oh, Will, Will, Will's, Will's talking instead of me as me. That's not me in the chat room in the lounge. That's Will. He signed in. He signed in as me. I'm streaming. I've got to be signed in as you. <laughs> All right, so you can join us in the lounge if you want as well uh, at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash lives Thursday night. So we'll see you then, 7.30. Uh, don't forget everything else, the paper, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash paper. Uh, I think Will might have even mentioned it last week. That's right. There was uh, tech stories, education stories, business stories, whatever. There's a heap of stories there. Just jam it up on your iPad. And, uh, yeah, it goes pretty good. It's a good little, good little read sometimes. Yeah, it's great. All right, until then, uh, we should be back next week. There should be maybe three of us, and uh, we're hopefully we might have a we might hear from Shane. See how he's going over there in the old US of A, and uh, see if we can. If I do hear from him, I'll ask him to send us a report on uh, some I don't know his his travels, his journeys. All right. So thanks, Will. Will we might see you next week? Uh, yes, maybe we'll see what happens. See if All I'm right. still alive. Cool. All right. And we'll see you guys next week too, hopefully. And don't forget, we are also video in iTunes. So standard def video in iTunes, soon to be high def in YouTube. All right. That's just the way we're going to roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.